0: Hello, and welcome to the DFS Podcast. This is your host, Gio Garcia, coming to you live all the way from Los Angeles, California. How you guys doing? I know it's been a while. Um, just getting back in the swing of things now. We got DFS baseball. Uh, it's exciting. We got a new sport. Um, just with anything new sport, doing it again. Um, you know, there's some ups and downs. You got to learn. You got to be like, okay, what things to look for. You know, For basketball, you want to look at minutes and certain things like that baseball there's no such thing as minutes for a player essentially um but yeah so i've been getting the swing of things and i just won um my first tournament and it was cool i mean what i've realized for myself i've been um i've been playing uh smaller um smaller size tournaments and i've been doing a lot better uh essentially and it's been working out for me so i highly recommend it you know I'm, it's kind of hard, you know, like pl- playing these like big tournaments, like, you know, with the big payout of 50,000 or there, you know, whatever, you know, at 10,000 or whatever. It's just like when there's that many entries, it's really it's really hard to get first place or, you know, because it's, it's just so saturated with a bunch of lineups. You know, if you're playing these 150 lineups or these, you know, these big those big tournaments you literally didn't need everything to go right and you need a score for baseball typically like around 200 or higher just to be in the top 10 you know i'm going to talk about a lineup that i don't even need that high of a score and i want more money than i would, i typically do on these smaller on these uh, big old tournaments um so yeah so um i also want to talk about things um for baseball you know things for look for Essentially, what I try to do is, you know, I try to look, uh, look up the player and for example, I use, uh, we're going to use Jake Arrieta, go to Fangraphs, gra- uh, Fangraphs.com. They have a lot of great statistic, uh, statistical data um, that I use and then I, I, I put it to a, a, like a Word document and uh, you know, I analyze every, um, every, every pitcher, you know, this team is going against up this pitcher and stuff. So yeah, then after you go to Fangraphs, you say you we're gonna you type in the player, um, you click on his name. After that, you go you go to game log. And once you click on game log, you get to see obviously his game log. How I many it shows you how many in- innings he's pitched, um, you know how many hits or earned runs he's given, how many home runs, strikeouts as well. But towards the right, you'll see like uh, one of the things I look at is home run to fly ball ratio. Um, typically, someone with a home run to fly ball ratio that's pretty good. It's around 10%. Jake uh, Arrieta right now, you see, seeing 17.6, which isn't too bad. Um, you know, it's it's okay. You know, it's not bad. It's not going to kill you. Essentially, that's what what it, that's saying. The higher it is, it's saying he's more of a fly ball pitcher. So essentially, the ball flies um, more. Or if he's a ground ball pitcher, you know, the home run fly ball ratio is not going to be that that high. Um, so. For example if i wanted if he had a high home run and fly ball uh race would say he had like 25 percent or 30. i'd want someone you know he he was playing against the angels i definitely won't want mike trout or someone like that that i know is going to hit home runs because if he hit, if uh, mike trout hits a fly ball depending how far it goes that might turn into a home run so that's the theory behind that and then also look at the left on base percentage um uh, he's showing a 60, 69.2, which isn't too bad. Typically, like a bad average is around seventy percent to eighty um, percent. Anything higher than that's really great. So what that's saying is, um, say he has a runner, he walks a batter, then he, uh, he, another batter gets a hit on him. So you have um, a guy on first base and second base, and you know he closes out the inning, and none of the none of those guys score. They stay on base. And that's what it essentially means left on base percentage. How many players, are or typically, how many you know, how many players are left? The uh, percentage, like I said, anything above eighty uh, percent um, is going to be really good, really solid. So uh, essentially, uh, when those runners get on, he's not going to get scored on. So, but yeah, that's what I look at as well. Um, also look at um, home run to or nine per nine, home run to per nine innings. Uh, he has a one point five four. Um, he's pitched six games. And he's given about he's given six home runs. So he's typically he's given. There's some games he's given up two home runs and, and two games he hasn't given out any home runs. So what this saying is, yeah, I, l- I don't look at it too much unless this it's like a high, it's like a four, you know, home run to nine innings. That I means like man, this guy's given up a lot of home runs. Um, so with that said, I wouldn't like I said, I'd look at it the other side. I'd be like, you know what, let me get some bats on this side. But what I really like to look for is a K to nine, and that means how many strikeouts per nine inning. And he has a ten point five four. Anything around ten, I'd say anything above eight is really good. Anything over ten is solid. It's like great. Like Kershaw will have like a twelve. Madison Bumgarner will be up there as well, and you know that's great because like with DraftKings, you really want you really want pitchers that get those strikeouts. And you know when I see that ten on them that that's definitely a pitcher who i want in my lineup and i did have it i did have Jake radio the last time he pitched on wednesday which is really good and um, this is a 20 21 man tournament it was a 27 entry I ended up getting first and it was really good and what i liked uh, what i liked about it um it's 27 to get in uh top 5 won and first place uh, i got like i ended up getting 150 dollars which is you know i'm not here to brag But I'm just trying to shed some light, be like, hey, you can play some smaller, you know, tournaments, smaller, smaller, like 20-man tournaments or 40-man tournaments or even 100 tournaments and still really good, do really good and win a lot more money than you would. Say I would enter like, you know, that $50,000 at first place tournament with there's like 100,000 entries. Sometimes I I barely even get my money back, you know, and it's it's kind of frustrating because I won with the score 146. I got first place 146. Like I said earlier, typically you need like a score closer to two hundred points just to, you know, really be in the money. So that's that's what I would recommend for you guys. Anybody that's trying to play, um, trying to get into fantasy baseball, it's really into the slower, lower, smaller tournaments, smaller tournament, and then work your way up. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, every now and then I'll enter like a lineup, um, and try to see how I do against the rest of the pack. But if I know I can win. At these slower ones, even for basketball to winning at these $500 Man tournament, single entry Or 200 like, you know, typically I try to stick To single entry because then I give myself more chances, more opportunities To win, which I like, and who doesn't Like that, you know uh, But yeah, and I'll just go over my lineup that I won I had, uh, like I said, I had J.K. Rated 10.9K DraftKings Uh, That was a salary at uh, DraftKings I also want Charlie Morton He was a uh, 69 I really liked him he gave me 27 points which was great and he was he was under 7k which was uh, really cool um, he just went off oh click on the wrong one give me a second and yeah he was he had a lot of strikeouts um, he had 8 strikeouts against you know pitched 6 innings which was really good and you know playing against um, Texas Rangers he gave out 5 hits on um, one run and that was it with 8 strikeouts, so it was really good, and, you know, he's really, he's been killing it, you know, like, he has a strikeout K- to 9 ratio, right now it's at 10.32, I think when I was, um, when I select him, he was like at 8 or something like that, he was at 8 per 9, so yeah, like I said, any, anywhere I look, from 7, 7 and up, that's what I like, and yeah, this player was a little bit cheaper, um, he had really good numbers, and he was just low, low uh, low owned and yeah he was only owned for 33 percent out of 21 people owned him and that's what really took me <clears throat> that's, excuse me that's what was able to take me to the top as well let me go through the rest of my lineup also went with uh, brian mccann uh so catcher brian mccann uh texans houston texans uh houston excuse me houston astros thinking about football <laughs> um he gave me about 18 points which was really good and Then i went with a really good um uh, Minnesota Twins stack. I went, you know, Mauer at first base. I went Brian Dozier at second base. Sanu at third base. Um, and then at shortstop, I went with Carlos Correa. He was really good. Gave me 25 points. And then also went with Carlos Beltran. He, gave me, he didn't give me any points. Um, he just gave me a hit or a walk. Uh, you know, I want a little bit more. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and then offense. Kepler from Minnesota. Then Josh Reddick from... Um, uh, from Houston as well, so I went with uh you know it was a three it was a three stack three man or oh, three man stack from the Houston and then a four stack and then a one off uh with um with the Josh no excuse me this was it was all Minnesota Houston players that I went with yep I thought I went one I thought I had an Oakland player on this lineup no I guess I did not but yeah uh that that was like um saw went with these guys because that was like the highest scoring uh game it was like the highest scoring and like the pitchers are were facing weren't uh, weren't as good so in minnesota like i said minnesota was facing a really really poor pitcher and i decided to stack against them and it went well uh, but yeah i mean that's that's what i just want to shed a little bit of light is just play a smaller tournament stick to it because Trust me, I lost a lot of money playing the bigger tournament, trying to chase it. Oh yeah, I'm, you know, but I didn't know, you know, I didn't know any better, you know. It's like, oh yeah, I got a chance, you know. So I've heard some. One of my buddies was like, oh, it's um, it's a better, you know, it better odds than winning the lottery. I'm like, oh man, I don't want to come. I don't want thinking DFS like that. And like no, like you know, I really put in a lot of time, put in um, a lot of time into my DFS and stuff like that. So yeah, I know a lot of people like. Try to say it's gambling and this and that, but it's not gambling when you know what you're doing and you're putting in the work and certain things like that. It's only gambling when you don't know what you're doing, you know, and you don't know nothing. And then yeah, you pick random players and this and that. Then yeah, that's gambling. But if you know what you're doing and things are working out, you know, what what's been working for me. Like I stick to my strategy. There's some days that I win. There's some days that I lose, but I've come to understand that as long as I'm trusting my process and and the things that I'm doing I do every single day, that's fine. If I don't win, that's... I mean, it sucks. You know, I trust me. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win as much as I can. But if it's the process, I did everything right. You know, and especially in baseball. Baseball's a game of variance, man. Like, you know, a batter only has four bats. He can... Yeah, like a Mike Trout or, you know, Carlos Beltran or some one of those guys... That uh, like to hit home runs. It can go four for four or zero for four, and give you literally no points. It's just kind of tough, you know. Uh, not like basketball, you know, a, a player at least going to give you some points, you know. So that's the hardest thing with baseball. It's just got to understand it's a game of variance. Um, it's a little bit harder to predict, but I feel like that's why I like um, getting pitchers with the higher upside. They're going to they're going to go deep. They're going to pitch anywhere from seven eight innings and higher. Uh, because those are the type of pitchers that are going to win me games, um, win me at win me tournaments, uh, take me to the top of the leaderboard. So I really try to emphasize more on the pitchers and then look at certain stacks or certain things or certain. I know certain pitchers I can pick on. So that's why I try to do as much research I can on the pitchers first and then do my research on the, on the hitters. Everybody's strategy is different. Um, that's just mine. Because then I can kind of see who's a, who are the weakest pitchers statistically. And after that, you know, I can just pick on them and stuff. And then also listen to the guys on Rotor Grinders. By um, the reason I got on Charlie Morton, it was like Dean on Rotor Grinders, was talking about him. And, you know, those guys watch a lot of, you know, a lot of baseball, a lot of stuff. So I usually try to use uh, some other people's influence. And th- the numbers back it up too. Then, yeah, you know, I kind of try to see. But not just because someone likes them. I'ma like them. I like to see, okay, what they're saying. Okay, why did they like this guy? Let me let me go back. So that's why I looked back and looked at Charlie Moore, and I was like, you know what? He frees me up some more salary. He allows me to get bigger bats. He allows me to get bigger bats um, from the Minnesota side, so I can load up and still have a pr- and, you know still get a Jake radio and those guys, and it worked well for me. So I was like, you know what? I will go with Charlie Moore, and, and you know I came up in first place. So yeah, it was cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really want to get more into getting, you know, uh, getting to talk more a little bit about DFS baseball, getting more more on the podcast side of things. But yeah, I mean, that's what I have so far today. Um, If you guys have got any questions or anything like that, feel free to shoot me um, a tweet or anything like that at G.O.B. Garcia. Uh, uh, Excuse me. I actually switched my Twitter username. It's uh, Brian, Brian Giovanni at brian giovanni with the with the letter one at the end so instead of the i is a one so yeah so feel free to reach out to me on twitter with any questions or anything like that and i'll see you guys next time here in the dfs podcast guys